I'm Jennifer Palmer, I'm the host of Online for Authors. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Online for Authors has come under the management of Visibility Pod. Visibility Pod manages the podcast as well as all of the guest and host booking and communication to get the episodes scheduled, up and running, and posted on to various platforms as well as creating all of our wonderful content. I'm currently a visibility strategist with Visibility Pod and offer coaching. Some coaching is offered via live visibility strategy sessions. Take those in and see if working with Visibility Pod, me as a strategist, is a fit for you. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. This is the Online for Authors podcast. Thank you for being here. This is episode 20. The platform needs to serve us with Daniel Alfon. Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. Thank you very much, Jennifer. I'm coming from uh, south of Tel Aviv, Israel. My goodness. And what time is it for you there? 8 p.m. We're ahead of Calgary, at least in time zones. How's Israel today? Beautiful, as always. How's Calgary? Snowing. Crazy and he, this city is crazy for weather. Always has been. <laughs> Always has been just crazy. My coffee is still brewing. I am so looking forward to, <laughs> to being able to sip it like you are. What inspires you? There are so many things. I think music is, is probably the easiest. Music is a, a major part of, uh, of my life. It helps me uh, focus when I need to focus and chill out when I need to chill out. I'm here you can maybe see some CDs and stuff from uh, way, way back when we had to own the music itself. So what sort of music do you enjoy listening to? Me? Oh my gosh. So (laughs) I have a musician in the house. And so I enjoy any music at all. There's a tenor sax in the house, a trumpet, a piano, a violin, a clarinet, and I know there's another instrument I'm forgetting, a guitar. Just pick up one and play, please. Uh, <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. That- so I'm not the musician. I just get to be the listener. And I take it in on any, in any format I possibly can, as often as I possibly can. I'm a lot like you. It hypes me up when I need it, and it chills me out when I need it. When I maybe don't have a level of gratitude that I probably need, it can be this simple and it's this good. That's what music is. You're absolutely right. And, and we should be uh, thankful for being able to, to listen and to appreciate the eclectic uh, sounds that we're uh, hearing from the chamber orchestra in, in your house or from the radio. Yeah. We should have some background <laughs> music here, right? It's not, <laughs> I haven't even added any music to the podcast at all. <laughs> Oh my gosh, maybe you should add that. You're an avid reader as well, correct? Yes, yes. I read a lot, usually is thrillers, historic thrillers, some from the Civil War, done it in Victorian Britain or Rome or, or things like that. They combine both history and thrillers. Robert Harris combines both of them. He's, he's also a, a playwright. I uh, enjoy a lot Munich and the Cecil trilogy and uh, Fatherland. Fatherland is a great book too. 
all sorts of thrillers that enable me to to read even if I'm I think I'm tired. Is there anything you're currently reading? I started another Earl Stanley Gardner uh, novel. I just know what to expect. I know it's it's a formula. I know, but it's it's so brilliantly uh, written that I can forget about everything for for an hour and a half and, and be drawn into. Los Angeles in the 40s. Do you find reading, especially fiction, meditative? Every now and then, it, it, it would make me stop and, and something I read would resonate with, in some cases, it would be a memory. Okay. Or something that, that is currently on my mind. Okay. The greatest books are the ones that on the one hand, there are page turners and you want to, to discover what happens, but every now and then you stop and you say, oh, this has made me think or consider something in my life in a, in a different way. The best ones are, are ones you can revisit every couple of years and discover whole layers you were not aware of the first time. Uh, and, and you're reading completely differently. You've developed and you're able to get other uh, other way to, to interpret the book itself. Yeah. The quote from Dr. Seuss, be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. I think when we're teenagers, we think the world uh, revolves around us. And at one point we discover that no one really cares. So it's better we can do whatever we want and we need to feel good about it. Yeah, well, that's a good point to make. Be happy. <laughs> author of build a linkedin profile for business success yep. published in 2014 i know that uh, in reading your book i'm pleasantly surprised by the fact that i'm being able to improve myself as well as a result of having met you so thank you podmatch thank you universe thank you whatever however for bringing you into my world my pleasure your why when you started exploring LinkedIn there wasn't any playbook that you could find so this is why you created your own yes I made a ton of mistakes I was lucky to make those mistakes early on nobody was on LinkedIn so I could play and make all sorts of things and learn from my mistakes and help friends leverage the platform better than they can and ask me to, to train their staff I'm lucky I discovered the platform early on it's changed but it's still probably the, the strongest business community that's global and, and thriving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for making those mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm benefiting from your mistakes. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have shared with me, I'm blessed with the opportunity to do what I love, training and helping people. And I have a wonderful family. Leah, my wife and our three kids. You say, when I struggle, don't we all? I try to remember that many people today and in the past would consider all the challenges I face as non-existent when they live in fear, oppression, or hunger. Mm, that is a very powerful statement. That's a very powerful statement, especially right now. We could have uh, been born in East Ukraine or in Africa. What we struggle with is really meaningless. We're gifted with so much. This is what we call our third world problems or our third world struggles. Because really, honestly, 
We have food, shelter, clothing. We have a bed to sleep in. We have family and friends. We have this mode of connection and others. There's so much to be grateful for when we're having a bad day. That's really something to reflect back on. My bad day is somebody's best day. A great quote, too. Right. Did you want to attack my LinkedIn profile today? I can. Pr I could praise it. You could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can we show people what's good and what's not good, and maybe what can be improved? Yeah. Or if you think it would be of value to do that, I'm happy to be the student. Uh, in this All right. For the value of others. Yes. With pleasure. I think it, it, it makes sense to look at your profile and then we can discuss very specific items and every author listening could tweak it for their own profile and their own uh, book. Yeah, and um, not just authors. So anybody in business or any, anybody with a focus that's other than employee okay. uh, or looking right. for a job. Because that really is, to me, what the focus of your book is. It feels to me like it benefits anybody not just looking for a job because that's what we were taught. Like you say, originally we were taught that we developed this profile for the benefit of gaining employment and attracting employers. Maybe that's the original way it was built. I, I think it's an out, like you say, an outdated approach. My looking at it and your looking at it are going to be quite different. I think in doing this for me, for somebody who does mm -hmm. online presence for other people as a living, and not just LinkedIn, you're concentrated on LinkedIn, but I concentrate on all platforms. If I'm not utilizing LinkedIn the way I should be, and it could actually be my dominant platform, and I need to make a shift, I need to know why, right? So if I'm going right. to concentrate all my effort here, and then repurpose everywhere else i want to know why you've been on linkedin since 2004 and you've got some advice for me about my linkedin profile today Maybe. yes but i don't want to make it over dramatic your profile rocks what we could do is tweak it and make it shine even more well, I like that. I like the way that sounds to think that I, I try to help people with online presence for a living and that my profile's really not that great to begin with would be it's rather depressing. Jennifer, you're way too harsh on yourself. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> the reason we're going to do this is that you firmly believe that LinkedIn is an extremely powerful tool. That's mostly misunderstood. Now, in having read your book, I get it. I get why you think it's misunderstood. Even I'm coming at it from an angle that maybe is a little out of date, or maybe even the focus is just off because of what I do versus what I used to do. So if I've had a shift in um, my perspective or my approach to my presence on LinkedIn, then I need to make some changes. That reflect that absolutely before i share my screen and, and look at your profile the first question i would ask is who's your ideal client well authors are my ideal client but i made some notes <laughs> because i thought my ideal client was just authors but it could be more than that because what i do 
is I improve online presence, online visibility. Ultimately, that's what I do. Podcasting is one of the ways that I do that. But my ideal reader might be writers, might be readers, might be business-minded individuals. So my ideal client could be potentially anybody looking to improve their online presence or visibility. So let's suggest a simple three-step framework. The first is to identify our ideal reader on LinkedIn. Like you said, it could be authors, it could be anyone in business who want to improve their online presence and who wouldn't want to do that. Then when we look at your profile, the second question we can ask is, what action, Jennifer, would you like them to perform after they visit your profile? I'm in a business and I've bumped into into a profile. What action would you like to, to perform after I understand what it is that you do? I want them to get to know me better before they decide whether or not they want to work with me. Visit the website, take in uh, a podcast episode, see some of the content that I've built to see whether or not maybe they want to hire me as a content builder or a podcast production assistant. Excellent. So what we could do now is ask ourselves, are we providing the information that would make people who want to improve their online presence likely to convert and reach out to you after they consume some of your content? You start really well with a banner here. The banner that's top of your profile is a visual element that 99% of LinkedIn users don't even use. LinkedIn has close to 1 billion users. Two people sign up every second. And anyone listening to us could look at your profile, Jennifer Palmer, and then have a banner that represents their business or what it is they want to project. Okay. Now, the the text element that's most crucial here or the most important real estate in terms of text is the headline. Okay. By default, the headline would be founder online for authors or like the latest position or current position and the name of our employer. But what you did here is actually improve it. Ah. Because online for authors is very good if you're only an author, but you also mentioned here podcast production and video and content and social media. Mm. Look at the way you crafted your headline and the suggestion we could have for uh, our viewers here is not to keep the default headline that LinkedIn offers us, but to improve it and think of this as a way to pull people into our content and discover what is it we do. And if we want to improve our online presence, then this is more interesting than the usual headline or the default headline. So within five seconds, our minds need to reach a decision. Do we go back to the search if we had 300 service providers, or are we attracted to you? And we're attracted because we see a photo, we see the banner, and we see an intriguing and interesting headline. Where would you click next, Jennifer? Would you scroll or click? Me, personally, I'd scroll. Excellent. So let's scroll. And the next item we bump into is the featured section. In the featured section, you have three links. All of them are great the festival and why we write and an event from 2020. Perhaps one suggestion I could make is if you want people to go to online for authors, then it should be the very prominently displayed here. 
because it would take okay. people more time to discover it. Think of the featured section as your highest or your most converting links, and all the others could be basically moved here. There is nothing wrong with them, but if they're not your top link, then online for authors could be placed here in the featured section. You can, you can also place only one link only online for authors, and that would make everyone just discover it and go there. As you know, Jennifer, conversion happens better on our website. People who come here are way, way likely to discover your content and reach out to you and say, I'd like you to help me improve my online presence. When you look at the featured section, think of it as uh, maybe in, in more general terms. What I understood was that you are recommending that we treat our LinkedIn profiles like a website. Yes, ma'am, because we're not looking for work, right? If we're in business, what do we look for are prospects. Okay. And that means we, we can think of our LinkedIn profile as a website yeah. that needs to convert our ideal reader. A simple suggestion that may improve uh, conversion here is to replace the links in the featured section with one link and that's online for authors. Okay. Would you like us to go through that? Well, so now that's only one podcast I have. So if I have more than one podcast, because I'm a producer, I, ha I do have more than one. Mm -hmm. Would I then uh, want to share that real estate on my LinkedIn profile with the other podcasts as well? Let's imagine we could ask your ideal prospects to jump on this call and you could share your screen and show them one destination. Which destination would that be? I would change it. <laughs> I would make it promote before you publish. Because right. promote before you publish is how I engage writers to create their platforms and then have them built for when they actually do become authors. And then their online presence is there. And they can be featured with online for authors. <laughs> I mean, okay. So promote before you publish should be the, the top link you have under featured section in your profile. Right. Okay. That's okay. let me reshare a screen again. Okay. And it's one of the pages. Okay. If we scroll up, there it is. Promote before you publish. Right there. This one. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. So we could grab this link and feature it on LinkedIn. That would be one simple action. Something else you could do is try to reorder the experience section by pushing up the uh, promote before you publish, if you'd like. You usually look for the pencil to the right. Perhaps could you share your screen? And... Oh, sure. Now, be in not everything else. <laughs> it's always the... I was prepared. I know. <laughs> there we are and we won't get any of the other junk there we Excellent. are okay that's my profile you, page cool if you can kindly click on your photo on the top left we'll go to your profile or here and if you scroll back if you scroll down let's add the promote before we publish to the featured section and let's move it here can you click on the pencil to the right here yep Excellent. I'd like you to reorder, actually. Can you move up a bit? Yeah. You see the two arrows? Yeah. If you click on them, please. 
LinkedIn will enable you to reorder, and now you can scroll and look for the promote before you publish and uh, have the, the left mouse and try to move it up. Yes. By doing that, Jennifer, you actually make anyone see promote before you publish first. That overrides the chronology. Even if you launched promote before you published 10 years ago, you can still push it to be first. Wow. Excellent. I like this. Can we let, let's get some, some more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Could you click on the logo for a promote before a publish uh, for me on the left and click on, okay, I just need the, the website. So perhaps you can click on view as member or open the link. Just the link itself. Promote before you publish. Yep. And if you could kindly copy that and then head back to your LinkedIn profile. You can click on me and view profile. In, in the top navigation bar. Use admin. In the, in the top navigation bar, can yeah. you click on me? Oh, okay. Yes. Great. If you can scroll down a bit to the featured section and click on the pencil. Oh, I like this. <laughs> okay, so let's start by clicking on the plus sign. Please. And select link, the fourth. And if you can paste the link here and click on add, we'll wait a second. Okay, so other people need to do this. How do they get a hold of you so that they can go through going uh, doing this with you? <laughs> they go to danielalfon.com and they say, I was listening to the episode with Jennifer Palmer and I'd like to ask you a question. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Yeah, so this isn't, stuff that you just learn by being on LinkedIn. You don't. Yeah, yeah. it's counterintuitive uh, in a way. LinkedIn always makes sure that uh, there are more clients heading my way because every time you think you understand it, it's changed. Right. Would you like... Okay, great. I don't like uh, the this... way that looks, this. I don't like the way it looks. I understand, but it's we can't change it. And it it actually, there were worse cases. In some cases, LinkedIn fails to find the image. So we're, we're good here. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to play with the website till that looks better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Could you go to the, if you click on the arrow to the left next to featured, we'll go to your profile. Okay. And then oh, I would like you. Excellent. Now, could one of the other uh, three links be downgraded to the experience section or are they all as important as promote before you publish? At this point, none of them are as important as anything else. Online for authors would be uh, more important. We are Calgary would be more important. Those are more about what I'm doing all the time versus just an article or a post. Okay. So one quick lesson would be to... Uh, suggestion to revisit your own LinkedIn profile, say every six months, or, or pick the, the frequency that would uh, serve you best because life's dynamic and you may launch something else and, and have another website or another summit or something that's major. Right. And, and if you don't do that, then there's a gap between what you'd like to promote and what your LinkedIn profile shows. And the, the takeaway is that our own profile needs to speak for itself. 
So it's the same approach I would use to a website in that a lot of people use websites statically. I don't agree that they should be used statically. I believe that they should be active, actively reviewed, actively managed. And the same approach is, is being used to the LinkedIn profile. Yes, ma'am. Love it. Okay. They're definitely a different perspective. Definitely. Cool. If we scroll down a bit to the experience section, okay. you'll see that there's a promote before we publish was now promoted in its first and then online for authors. But think in terms of text. Everything you've done in the last decade is represented by maybe 25 words. Right. I was listening to the episode released today with Tom Rioch from Sao Paulo, and you mentioned searchability. Oh, thank you. Thank you <laughs> for listening to the episode, and thank you for bringing that up. That is so important to me. <laughs> Am I not right. properly searchable? <laughs> you are probably searchable. Let's make it even, let's bring you to the, the top results. Okay. okay, and that's something we could easily do. If we were interviewing now someone who's interested in improving their online presence, can you share with me three or four terms they would use when searching for a partner or a service provider that could help them do that? How would they go about it? Yeah, so a lot of times they don't know the proper terminology. So they're not searching mm -hmm. with what I would intuitively... Uh, suggest so I'm stuck <laughs> there for what to suggest I don't want to talk about being online I don't want to talk about marketing I don't want to talk about search engines I don't want to talk about optimization those are all words that are tech words all right and so I'm looking for words that are more what do we call layman or hmm. they're more common in in that i want to be found online all right find be found be found okay. online find me those sorts of things how how Excellent. can i help you be found <laughs> this that's, is that's a great that's a great headline and the word visibility is very powerful could you do one thing for me? Could you look for the word visibility in your profile if, it, if you're using... Oh, no. um, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I am, I'm not. <laughs> so let's try and suggest a, a way for you and for our audience here to um, make sure that when people look for someone with their skill set, they're likely to find them in the number one uh, page, either one of the top results. And that's basically, you could do that by interviewing a, a new client or interviewing someone that knows a lot less about what you do. Instinctively, you would use terms that, that are uh, uh, more powerful, probably more specific, whereas some of your clients may only think in, in terms of visibility, and that's it. So let's refer to the word visibility. Is the word visibility a term, Jennifer, you would like people to find on your profile? Yes. Okay. Where do you feel the term visibility could come in in the most elegant and authentic way in your profile, from the headline, through the about section, experience section, skills, education, projects, honors and awards, lots of things. So where do you feel it fits most naturally? Oh, my. 
That's a really good question. I would think probably experience. Okay. So if you scroll down to promote before you publish, mm-hmm. you could write in, in the experience section, I mean. Yep. Scroll down some more right here. Let's think of it this, this way. If you have a list of keywords, visibility, traffic, website, exposure, podcasts, downloads, app, like 20 terms, you would have a list and you will look for the terms in your profile and some of, the, of those terms will, will not be on your profile. Mm-hmm. Now, because you're, you're not only a good reader, but you're also a good writer, Try to to pick two or three terms and make a sentence, a natural sentence that will have them. For example, what I do for a living is help authors and business people be found online. Or, or use your own terms, but have a sentence that uh, includes the keywords, but is natural for the human reader. Okay, as much as the, the algorithm is important, we always have to remember the eyes of the reader. It has to make sense f- to them. When they read it, they need to understand it, and they need to imagine Jennifer Palmer speaking with them, next to them. Right. So what you could do is, is take a bunch of keywords and write a story, maybe a story of someone you've recently helped. When they reached out to you, they may have uh, uh, written the first draft, but what you help them do is get on virtual summits and stages and exposure and podcast and online. And these are the words they said when they thanked you. So the whole circle could be like a story you would write here. And whenever someone looks for the term visibility, instead of finding you in page 55, they'll find you in page one or two. Okay, so now you add that to this description section here. Could be added to the description. And and that could be even probably easier before going to LinkedIn, before using LinkedIn, just take a a piece of paper and and a pencil and and draft the text that you'd like to draft Mm. and eventually go to LinkedIn and and paste it. But you don't have to stare into into this. Think about it as an exercise in in writing and and reread it the next day, feel that it's uh, aligned with your style and has the right terms. And lastly, add them to LinkedIn. Wonderful. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for that. You're most welcome. Well, now, (laughs) there's so much more I know that you can offer with regards to a LinkedIn profile for those that would like to improve their online presence in this space and more properly utilize the platform. And I want to encourage them to get a hold of you. If I'm improving my profile, they're definitely going to be able to improve theirs. So I want to thank you very much for walking me through that today and for the resources that you provided. I understand, too, that you have some online courses and and other ways that we can work with you. Did you want to share some of those? Pleasure. In, In my website, in the store section... One course I could promote is uh, Land Your First Client in 30 Days with a small group of people who can leverage the LinkedIn platform to get more exposure and more revenues. I'll be very glad to work with the audience. All right. There's also lots of resources here. 
articles, lectures. You've got more details here about who you are. And you've been on so many podcasts. <laughs> and the most important is today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Daniel, is there anything that you'd like to share that we haven't touched on that you think would be of value to the viewers, listeners today? Thank you very much, Jennifer. I think I'd like to circle back to, to what you said initially when we started this conversation about job seekers and other ways to use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is here to serve us. Our audience here can say, yeah, I'm looking for a job, so I will use it as a job seeker. And a business person can say, I want to leverage LinkedIn to get more exposure and authors could get more traffic and, and go to promote before you published in order to ask you to help them be found and, and reach their online presence. It's for us to use. We're not here to serve the platform. The platform needs to serve us. I think that goes for any platform. You have gotten into the deep parts of LinkedIn to kind of tell us all those hidden gems of where we can use the tool better, <laughs> the tool in our toolbox. So thank you very much for sharing your wisdom around LinkedIn with us today. It's been an honor. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode. To get notifications of new releases, subscribe. You can also like, follow, download, and share. If you've enjoyed this, your friends will too.